Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. The balmy 16 degrees outside. Walk this way, my friend. Walk this way into the heat. Yeah, it's going to be like 19 tomorrow, I think. All right. If the wind would ever subside, it'd be nice. Which I feel like it has a little bit as the morning has gone on. The wind chill advisories are over. Got a little snow coming into the area, but we're good right now. Sun is out, nice and toasty. Welcome in. It's Carmen and Yurko. You can uh, listen on the ESPN Chicago app, catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, listen on demand, and of course, watch us on the YouTube page and Twitch, twitch.tv. Just search ESPN 1000 Chicago. We're live in our State Street studios. Hmm, what should we talk about today? Oh, I know. Football. Football's always a good thing, Carm. Football's my default go-to. It is your default. No, no matter what, I can just go to football at all times. And lucky for us, York, we could usually just go We're to football there. at all times. We're, We're still, still smack dab in the middle of it, you know. And, you know, once February 11th rolls by, the Super Bowl, uh, we'll we'll start uh, investing into a little bit of pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, Cubs trying to make moves, do things. The White Sox finding every aged, decrepit player they can get for the cheapest amount of money. Uh, that's what they're doing. Uh, and, and then we got March Madness. So yeah, I mean, it lays out perfectly for us, kid. We have. Seven NFL games left. Yeah. <laughs> Eight breath. teams. Seven. Seven games to come down to one. We have seven games left. Eight teams enter. So the clock is Only ticking. Only one shall leave. I, I want everybody to enjoy this weekend. I know I will. I love the divisional weekend. Two and two should be good. Action should be good. I know a couple of the point spreads are out of whack, but I still think there's some intrigue in those games. I'll take Green Bay. Take Green Bay plus, plus the nine, the nine and, a half. and a half. Yeah, I'll wait. I'd love for that to go back to ten. I'll wait. The public will pound Frisco. The public will pound Frisco. It'll go to ten, and that's when I'll jump on it. Ten, Carm. Can I interest you in C.J. Stroud getting nine points on the road in Baltimore? Or no, um, uh, not as I, much. I'm going to say no. Not as much. I'm going to say no. At Baltimore D, plenty rested. A little bit of difference. C.J.'s young. Yep. You know, as good as he's been, he's young. A little bit different this week. I have good news and bad news. Which would you like first? Give me the good news. Yes. That's the way you should think You're about life. You're very excited. Look at you. It's the good way news. you should think about life, my good friend. Good news first. Seth Walder, we we went run a, we read, excuse me, one of Seth Walder's uh, lists yesterday. Seth Walder does all the advanced analytics for ESPN, ESPN.com, and specializing in football. And uh, they set out to rank the rookie classes, Yerk. They started with Sports Info Solutions total points metric. And then they adjusted some teams up or down based on the importance of certain positions or how well players did in all of the different ESPN tracking metrics and the final DVOA rankings. So they did put a lot into this. Yes, it's a lot of advanced analytics, but they did put a lot into it. All right, so you want the good news first. Here it is. The Chicago Bears rookie class. Yes. Graded out. Right. Fifth best overall in the NFL. Fifth best overall in the NFL. <laughs> That's the good news. That's the good news. Yeah, what's the bad news? Ashbet. I already know what the bad news is. Ashbet. I want to start with I want to focus on the good. That means hold on. It's hold on. I want to focus on the good. 
The Bears' rookie class started with 10th overall pick Darnell Wright. He started every game of his rookie season. He ranked 25th among qualified tackles in pass block win rate. He also had an above-average run block win rate. Those are some of the metrics that ESPN uses. I know PFF wasn't quite as high on Darnell Wright, but he also wasn't terrible, especially considering he was a rookie who probably played the back half of the season with one shoulder. And I do think that context is important. It is important. Right? Yes. I think Darnell Wright's a player. You've said it from the get-go. You've said after a few games, it took you a couple of data points to go, don't worry, he'll be fine. Yes. Kick can play. Yep. So things are good with Darnell Wright. Uh, then they go on to write that there are two cornerbacks. Second-round pick Tyreek Stevenson and fifth-round pick Terrell Smith. Stevenson started all season. Struggled early, but for, uh, from weeks one through nine, he put up... 63% DVOA in coverage, one of the worst figures in the league. However, he completely flipped things in the second half. His minus 60% DVOA in coverage since week 10 was one of the best figures in the entire NFL. As for Smith, he had three starts and some playing nickel packages with a quality minus 15% DVOA allowed in coverage. They go on to write a little bit about Tyson Bagent. I know Bajant wasn't drafted, but they take everybody that was part of the rookie right. class. Yes, yes. They write a little bit about Javon Dexter. Uh, they like some of the things they see in Dexter. Yurko does as well. They write about Roshan Johnson. So all in all, the Bears graded out with the fifth best rookie class. Okay. The bad news is... Can I guess it? Yes. Both Green Bay and Detroit had better rookie classes than the Chicago Bears. Correct. As did Houston. Houston's a no-brainer because of C.J. and Will Anderson and Tank Dell. So, C.J. The, the Houston finished number one. Do you know they had 12 draft choices, 11 of them made the team? Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yes. So the bad news is that the two teams who are still alive in the playoffs, two of the final four in the conference yeah. are in your division, and their rookie classes both graded out better than the Bears class. And the Bears class was great. Luke Van Ness, Luke Musgrave. Well, how about both tight ends? Both tight ends. They drafted yeah. two tight ends in the second round, which is odd, but it's worked for it, them. It is odd, yeah. It's odd, right? Yeah. But it's worked for them. And then the receivers down the line. Well. Right? Wicks. Wicks. Uh, the, is, uh, I mean, come on. Bo, is Bo Melton a second-year player? Where'd they find Bo Melton? Someplace. They found him, Carl. Bo Melton might be a second-year player. Wicks for sure. Carrington Valentine, to me, has been very up and down. Who am I as an expert in defensive back play? Yeah. But, you know, they still... Jaden Reed's the other guy. Oh, yeah, Jaden Reed. Thank Jaden you. Jaden Reed's the other guy Jayden we didn't Reed mention. Jaden Reed and Wicks. Yeah. Reed and Wicks. Um, you know, I mean, Valentine, that's one, two, three, four. I think, yeah. You know, you're youngest because 11 to 12 of those guys made the team. Which is crazy. I mean, that's why you're the youngest out of 53. Remember that. That's why they're the youngest team. Yeah, 20% of your team is 23 or younger, 22 and younger. Youngest team to ever make the playoffs. And not only did they make the playoffs, they went on the road with a young team and won a playoff game. Houston finished number one. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Not only was CJ awesome, Will Anderson was pretty terrific. Tank Dell was great until he got hurt. The Rams finished number two, and this is a big reason why Yurko pinned the Rams correctly and most of us were incorrect. I did not have the Rams as a playoff team this year. I thought that defense just lost way too much in the offseason uh, to be any good, but they did well in the draft. Byron Young had nine sacks. I think Kobe Turner had eight. So they replaced a lot of the production that they either didn't have or lost last year. So it's not a surprise to see the Rams number two when you think about all the holes they filled on defense. And then, of course, the no-brainer, just like C.J. makes 
Houston, the obvious number one, the no-brainer is Puka Nakua's rookie season was an all-timer. Yeah. It was a, I mean, he's set a record. He broke a 60-year-old NFL record for crying out loud. So you combine some of the nice holes they filled on their defense with Puka's record-setting season. The Rams are two. Green Bay is three. Detroit is four. A lot of that is the strength of Sam Laporta and Brian Branch. You really don't need to go any further than that. I mean, it's really those two guys. I mean, Jameer Gibbs has played a lot, and he's there's a lot to like about Jameer Gibbs. Yurko and I would tell you never draft a running back in the first round, but okay, True. they did it. Yep. There's a lot to like about him. He's a he's a talented kid. They give him the ball in the in space, and good things happen. Uh, they also got Jack Campbell, which a lot of people thought was a little reach. He ended up playing 12 games for them and, and was just fine. But really, that's not, that, I think the Lions are where they are in the strength of Laporta and Branch because they yes. were fantastic. And yeah. Brian Branch was all over the field. Look, Bears fans know it. We played them twice. You know the teams in your division better than anybody else. So Bears fans know it. We talked a lot about Brian Branch, especially going into that first matchup between the Bears and the Lions. He was all over the field in that Ram game. He was terrific, I thought. I, I, I like the way the Bears played Detroit this year. I do, too. They played two very tough games against them. Once they piddled away something, and the other one they won. Should have beat them both times. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. We should have beaten them both times. I mean, I get it, would have, could have, should have, but they really you didn't. I, mean, I get it. But when people really tell me, well, look, you've got Green Bay. Uh, the Bears were less competitive against Green Bay than they were against Detroit. Much. Much more competitive against Detroit. Much. I mean, they let Jordan Love carve them up in two games. Yeah. They weren't all that competitive in either one. Yurko's right. They were, th- they, they were there with Detroit. They went toe-to-toe with Detroit twice. And really, it took an epic collapse to not sweep the season series from the Lions. 100% so. correct, though. And that's why it was easy. Kind of, you know, Houston obviously had the big impact early, and their quarterback was fantastic. Right. Uh, Green Bay with so much. Yeah, because they so much so helping, many. So many. Yeah. Detroit was one of the teams that had two picks in the first round. Yes. A little bit easier to make a little bit of an impact. And that's still the Rams trade that, that yes. blossomed for them. Yes. Right? Well, so the Rams and didn't then, have a first round pick and right, did that. Year. And the Rams came back and did that. So you've got some pretty good things happening in L.A. as far as whoever's doing their college scouting, Whew. their director of college scouting, and being able to identify guys and get to the quarterback. It's pretty good. I mean, their top three guys without a pick in the first round were second, third, and third rounders, 36, 77, and 89. And they all started all year, yep. basically, for the Rams. And then you got Nakua in the fifth round. Are yes. you kidding? You're, that's really well done. I mean, well that's done. what the Bears have a chance of doing again this year. Yeah. You know, the Bears have a, a chance to do that again, maybe to acquire some more draft capital. Who knows? We'll find out. Two ways to do it trade down or trade somebody it's the best thing like the bears have going from there's a couple of things obviously all the draft capital but they really are exponentially like more talented on their roster than they were a year ago brisker um gordon and i'm just going over the last two drafts right brisker stevenson gordon stevenson the smith kid in the backfield smith darnell wright all look like like potential right. foundation type guys that you can yeah. get a lot of, like high quality play for five to seven years out. And I'll argue that Dexter and Pickens yeah. were young kids given a chance to grow and learn this year. Yeah. And you should see that come to fruition next year. Yeah. That's where you'll see that come to fruition. Let the veteran guys play ahead, then they came to fruition. And once they got sweat. Any shock that Stevenson suddenly became better? No. Once you get a pass rush, guess what happens? Good point. It's a little bit easier to cover in the defensive backfield. 
That's true. So good for Stevenson right. for being able to capitalize on that. So Bears rank quite uh, quite high on on a list that is important, and I think their last couple of drafts you know bearing some fruit. And their misses, of course. Bayless is a miss. I don't know about Tyler Scott. I'm still hopeful because I I see things that I like. I I I, his, I didn't know how you don't like his speed. His training camp was so impressive, but that's why it's just training camp, and we always warn people it's hard. You know, it, I think we all sort of fall into it a little yeah. bit in the moment. It's summertime. You're excited for football. Somebody's lighting it up on the practice field, and he's a young rookie, and you get juiced up. And we try to throw the reminder out there, like, it's camp, it's camp, it's camp. But I know, like, sometimes it's hard not to just get genuinely excited, and I was excited, and I expected a whole lot more, and he just... Unfortunately, disappointed. Now, maybe in a better offense, maybe the better quarterback, he starts to pop a little, but there were too many technique flaws. And Waddle, like I've said this before, you trust what Waddle says. Waddle will tell you some of the technique flaws that he sees in Tyler Scott, and that's the, and the, 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 the tough time he appears to have tracking the deep ball. That stuff's got to get cleaned up. So I hope that's not a miss. I don't know. There are always going to be misses. But these last couple of drafts are definitely showing, like they're bearing some fruit, and that's they are good. bearing fruit. That's and that's what you want. And you hit it. You have another golden opportunity. opportunity. Yes, golden. Don't f it up because you control the board, and you have a golden opportunity. Find the quarterback you love and get to where he's going to get drafted, and then take him. What if they love Caleb? Find the quarterback you love. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Find the quarterback you love. Okay. If it's Caleb, then you've got to take him number one. You realize that. But then yes. you try to get something for Justin Fields. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. I do. But what if there's somebody else you love? What if you love Bo Nix? What if you then find the spot? where? What if you love Jaden Daniels? Find the spot where you can get Jaden Daniels. That's what you're saying. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, breaking news: The NHL is p- 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 yeah snow t- t- snow t- t- in today, Junior snow in Erie County. They're saying the NHL is postponed tonight's Blackhawks game at Buffalo. They've been talking about that all day, talking about postponing it. Just too much, too many problems, too many problems. <laughs> More snow. Day. More snow, inability. They got a few non, uh, no drive areas out there. Yeah, they had them all well, weekend. They even, yeah, they don't want you driving where you know the crap's happening and going on. It, it puts stress on emergency services, Carm. Yes, it does. Right. Yes. So now all of a sudden you got to go dig people out. How many people can you dig out? You remember what happened here in 2011? I that was do. 2011 or 2012. 2011. 2011. Yeah. You remember what happened in 2011? Yeah. Lakeshore Drive had to get shut down. Everybody was stuck on there. They had to bring the snowmobiles out. And get people off of there. It's no fun. I couldn't imagine living in Buffalo for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I don't want to disparage uh, Mark Greco's hometown too much. <laughs> Kevin Z Pack's like, hey, go ahead and disparage. I couldn't imagine living in Buffalo any time of year. Like, I, I'll kind of go Joe Kim Noah here. I've never heard anybody say I'm going to Buffalo on vacation yeah. ever. I mean, I guess you go to Niagara Falls. I've but never heard it either. Never. Yeah. Now, you've played there for mm-hmm. football. I have. But I don't know that anybody in the history of the world has ever said, I know, let's go to Buffalo. Let's go to Buffalo. So I couldn't imagine living in Buffalo anyway, but then when you see the kind of storms they get because of their position on the eastern edge of the lake there and the lake effect snow that they get, I, you know, it seems like every other winter they get like a, a snowstorm that dumps 40 inches of snow on them. It's like, the, the wait mo- a minute. The most <laughs> amazing storm that I saw was a storm that had, was, it had a front over the middle of the city. Half the city got just absolutely devastated with snow. The other half got nothing. 
crazy. And they got video of it, like from yeah. uh, the top it, of yeah. a building, taking the, the picture of it. Yeah, the time lapse of it. I, it's, One half it's crazy, devastated. The other half, nothing. I couldn't live in a place. Like, it's tough enough. I'm a big baby. I can't make it here. I've lived here my whole life. I have a tough time in the world. Right. Hold on, I, gotta, I couldn't imagine if they're getting when one snowstorm and getting three feet of snow. I've got an update. All right. I have got an update from an amateur scout. Mario Canesman? That has watched six full games of Caleb. We'll call this guy Christopher Blazek. Okay? Is Black listening to the show right not, now? No, not our Chris Black. I oh. said Blazek. Oh, Blazek. I, Blazek. I was like, isn't Black's in Mexico? What's Blazek. he doing? Watch six full games Sit of Caleb. Sit at the Wi-Fi, man. Come on. <laughs> Guy's going to be a star. He goes, I love Fields, but Williams is the rare prospect. You just can't pass up. Amateur football scout. Is he scout. a real scout? Amateur football scout. Right there. Watch six full games and says he's a star you can't pass up. There you go. Well, I think it's a lot official. of people feel that way. It's, it's official, official now. now. That's and it. this guy's up in uh, southwest Michigan, you okay. know? So he's not a local Chicago biased guy. Okay. This guy that, you know, just loves to look at film and loves to offer analyses. Okay. Christopher Blazek. Can't maybe, pass on him. Maybe you can look him up. Christopher Blazek. See who he is. <laughs> Mover and the shaker. In the in the amateur, the amateur is, area. Is Blazek his real name? Or are yes. you making that up? No, it's Blazek. Okay, I was going to say it's definitely not Black because Black seems more than six games of. Uh, yeah, that's for Caleb Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a big fan. I will tell you that there's uh, another piece of news involving the Bears today. Uh, according to reports, they are interviewing Thomas Brown. It was the, you know, Frank Reich briefly handed over play calling duties when they were off to such a miserable start, and before he was fired, obviously Frank Reich handed off play calling duties to his OC this year in Carolina. That was Thomas Brown, and. The Bears are interviewing Brown. Brown has been another one of these very fast risers. He's only 37. He played for Mark Richt at Georgia. He coached. He started his coaching career from uh, with Mark Richt at, when Mark was at Miami. Sean McVay plucked him for a couple of years. So they're definitely, it seems like they're zeroing in on the Shanny McVay tree. Remember, Albert Breer told Cap'n Hoodie that yesterday, that that's what he had heard. Yes, they interviewed Roman, but that's okay. Interview as many people as you want. I right. don't mind. Interview Yurko, for crying out loud. I'll be more I, than happy yeah, to come on like, down. I don't mind. Like, interview people. Pick Only people's I be, brains. I want to be dropped up, up front. I don't want to yeah. have to walk. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, pick the mind of lots of OCs. Like, I don't... It's okay. I'm going to care who you settle on, and I wouldn't mind if they settled on a... Shanny McVeigh. Now, the last guy's a Shanny McVeigh disciple in a way. He coached under LaFleur. So those guys are all connected. Um, but I definitely like the idea of finding someone that worked in close uh, proximity. proximity to Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVeigh. Was influenced I will, by either one of the two. I think you could sign me up for that. And uh, Thomas Brown, according to reports, is getting an interview up at Hallis Hall in Lake Forest today. If we find out anything else, we'll let you know. At some point here, Senior Bowl rolls around, what, in about two weeks, I think, give or take? At some point here, you're going to want to find your coach. Are you surprised at how slow just the coaching carousel is moving right now across the NFL? I think people are being deliberate. Yeah. I think the Rooney rule is in place. I think uh, I think New England had their guys, so that's why it's easy for them. That one was an easy one. Right. He was I in think house. That was an easy one. Yeah. I think people are being patient. I think most of the time, the final four teams... That make this, you know, that go into the AFC NFC Championship weekend are usually the staffs that get plucked from, mm-hmm. not usually earlier than that. So if you're going to 
get a chance at Ben Johnson. I know they got that weird little window where you can do a Zoom thing. Yes. But a Zoom thing is not the same as yeah. as getting a guy in the building I talking bet. to him, getting a feel for him, you know? Yeah, I bet. Yep. So I think that's why it's a little bit slower than you anticipate. 312-332-3776. If you want to ring us up today, it's Carmen and York until 2. Waddle and Sylvie uh, this afternoon, 2 until 6. We'll cross talk with the boys a little bit later on. It's Tyler and Abdallah again tonight. Boy, I was listening last night. Abdallah had him going. Ooh, baby. Do you want to? I, I was going to. What do you have him going with, Carm? Uh, I've got some other stuff I want to throw at you a little bit later on, Yerk. It's building off of an argument Sylvie was making yesterday on the Waddle and Sylvie show. I got some other numbers. Sylvie presented some. I've got some uh, that will support his argument. These are uh, more on the advanced analytics side, but okay. I think they're important. But Abdallah had him going last night. I, I heard the, I heard the show. I heard crosstalk with Tyler and Adam at the end of Waddle and Sylvie. Uh, they were talking about Fortnite. My son plays Fortnite. I don't. He's know, a big fan. Huh? He yeah. loves it. Yeah, like so Sylvie was wondering, like, is Mason too young for Fortnite? I think he's he's because Mason's what fifth grade, right? Yes. Or is he fourth? Mason's fourth, I think. I don't know grade. Because I think he's my daughter's age. So I think Mason's fourth. So maybe like next year. I think Gio started playing Fortnite. I don't know what age kids' grades are. I'll figure it out when my daughter you got has a to little go. time, yeah. yeah. When she has to go, I'll be like, oh, yeah, seventh grade is this age. Like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, Tyler was talking about how he got back into Fortnite with the new season. Yeah. I was surprised to hear Tyler say that because, you know, he's a grown-up. But no, I'm just kidding. I won't, I won't start. <laughs> I've got my own problems. Yeah, I mean, listen, gaming is fun. <laughs> if, if that's what you like to do, gaming yeah. is fun. Yes. Uh, but then I heard right at the start of the show, Adam came out and he, I mean, like like a buzzsaw. And boy, he had the hive coming after what him. What was he going after? He had the Justin hive coming after him. That's another day. Are you pro or anti, Justin? I got to figure this out. Well, first of all, anti is harsh. Like, I think most of us really like okay. the kid, and, but I don't want him. Do you want to him be to the, be the I don't think he's a long-term answer. Do you want him to be the quarterback of the Bears or not? I do not think he's a long-term answer so to be the Bears like quarterback. Don't like him, which is no. fine. I don't like him as a quarterback. Adam, yes, Adam, Adam does not. No, I think that. Look, if I think that if there's extenuating circumstances here, right? You have the number one overall pick. I think that if they had the ninth overall pick, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking, we'd be, you know, looking at wide receivers and we'd be looking at our offensive linemen and we'd be having the debate every day of what they should do. Take an offensive lineman, take, you know, uh, Brock Bowers, take a wide receiver. But because they have the number one pick in this class, and we talked about yesterday a little bit, next year's class is garbage. They had it in back to back years. Yeah. And, and, like, if you wanted to say you were, weren't were sold on either guy and you still were building on Justin, who was young, that's fine. But now you've got it again in this class. And I think Adam's point is the one that I've made a lot. Like, can you really watch football week in and week out? Watch the playoffs? Like, if you've watched it historically, you've seen the guys that get to the Final Four every year and say, and then look at the Bears quarterback and say, eh, good. I don't know how you can do that. I really don't. No one doesn't like Fields. No, he's a great course. leader. He's been, you know, uh, 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 great with the media. You know, like he's he's been uh, great in the community here in Chicago. Like he is a great person. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look to upgrade the quarterback position, the most important position on the team, when you can. When you have, like, a for golden nothing. opportunity. Like, right. for literally nothing. Oh, no, it's not for nothing. That doesn't make any sense. 
Well, no, you don't have not to go out and, nothing, but though. you don't have to go out and pay. He's saying you don't have to trade. A, you don't have to trade I anything. You. you don't right, have to trade fine. up. You don't have to go out and pay a veteran right. to solve it. Kirk Cousins to solve right. your problems. Yes. Like you literally have the first pick in the draft. You can draft anybody you want to. You could right. Drake May. You could get Jaden Daniels. You could get Caleb Williams. You get whoever you want to. So what were uh, the stats uh, you were rattling? Well, I, I was heard just them looking, last night. I was just looking at, at quarterbacks in their third year and a couple in their second year, and we usually see a jump. In Fields' third year, if you say, okay, let's say he played 17 games. You're like, oh, he only played you know, so many games. If he played 17 games, he would have thrown for 3,350 yards, 21 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. We can all agree that Trevor Lawrence had a bad year, right? Like we can say Trevor yes, Lawrence people, had a down year for him. People are wondering about okay. Trevor's development and his, where you his know, how good year, he can be. His third year? 4,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Boy, Jay, that touchdown-interception ratio is pretty awful, but I like the 4,000 yards. 4, yards. Jalen Hurts' third year, who everybody wanted Justin to become this year. 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 13 Not, rushing touchdowns. That's better. That's almost 4-1. to one. I yeah. love that ratio. Josh Allen's third year. 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 8 rushing touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Mm, that's almost 4-1 to one as well. Lamar Jackson's second year, 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, interceptions, 7 rushing touchdowns. Dak Prescott in his third year, almost 4,000 yards, almost 3,900 yards, th- uh, 3,885 yards, 22 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 6 rushing touchdowns. Deshaun Watson in his second year. 4,100 yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. And they'll say Deshaun Watson, oh, he had, he had Hopkins, he was great, he was awesome. Okay, so in 2020, for Deshaun Watson, his head coach was fired after they started 0-4. His receivers were Cooks and Will Fuller. Brendan Cooks and Will Fuller. Will Fuller who probably played eight games. Their offensive line was ranked 23rd by Pro Football Focus at the end of the year. He had two coaches, that team won four games. He led the league in yards with 4,800 yards. He had 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The jump just hasn't like the jump just hasn't been there. It hasn't happened yet, and I understand. Okay, he's got DJ Moore. His his uh, offensive line was ranked what, Carmen? Twentieth in the 20, NFL. I think they finished twenty third in okay. pass blocking. So the same as yeah. Deshaun Watson, right? And yes. even if you would have played seventeen games, you'll say, "Oh, coaching, coaching, coaching." Deshaun Watson had two coaches that year. They fired his head coach half, uh, if, if, within four games. Who took over? Was it David? Romeo Cull- Cornell. Oh, yeah, Romeo Cornell. Wow. Oh, my God. Like, it, not everything needs to be perfect. You don't have to have all pro offensive linemen at every position. You don't need to have two number one wide receivers. You don't need to have the best tight end in the game. Quarterbacks make jumps. They elevate the talent around them. And I love Justin Fields, but he just hasn't done it yet. The Athletic wrote an article sort of building off what Adam said about the year. Boy, what gonna, got? Who's the, who penned this one? Fishbane's going to get a lot of hate in his his mailbox, too. Is that who that was? Yeah. Fishbane? What's Fish, he got to Fish offer? Fishbane's got a, he's going to sort through a bunch of hate mail today. He gave you the rankings of where Justin finished this year in completion percentage, touchdown-interception ratio, touchdown percentage, sack percentage, passer rating, minimum, QBR. Minimum how many passes? Uh, I'm assuming this is amongst the, the you had to be a qualified quarterback. That's yeah. what I would assume. Okay, I, and I, off the top of my head, I don't know what qualified the, quarterback. Qualified we don't know what the numbers are. Uh, All right, EPA, go ahead. EPA per attempt, EPA per dropback. As uh, I mean, you could see the chart here, and the yeah. Athletics got this. Yeah. As Fishbane points out, Fields finished in the bottom third of the league in nearly every single passing category. 
Uh, he said if you throw out the two Hail Mary interceptions in Cleveland, that's fine. His interception rate would rank 14th, so that's much more respectable. That would be top half of the league. Your QB rating would be going up then, too. Your QB rating would be going up. I don't know if that would have done quite enough to vault him anywhere. Vault him anywhere. Then he pointed out the fourth quarter struggles, which, again, people have done. In, which are real. You know. No, they're real. They, they're, they are what they are. They're real. Uh, it's not good. Like, out of 32 qualified quarterbacks this year in the fourth quarter, last in completion percentage, last in interception uh, ratio, uh, interception percentage, excuse me, last in passer rating, last in EPA per play, dead last. Uh, the third well, don't down bring numbers. that up. That's not something you want Atlanta to hear. Of course, Atlanta probably can go get all this anyway. Of course. The third down numbers are really bad. I, I just, again, and you know, and it's like we're piling on. I mean, but I, I, don't, I don't know how anybody can look at this and think they're in good hands when you're sitting on a potential lottery ticket. You know, and you've got this amazing ability to upgrade, to reset the clock. At the position, and if you at least get what he's given you, is that not okay because you reset the position? Well, because you reset the clock, the answer is absolutely yes. Like, you know, is anybody yes. you take at least as good as Justin? And I don't yes. think it's a stretch to say you can find one of these guys that can be at least that good. Because if he's at least as good, resetting the, uh, the thing is yes, it's important, yes. I know people don't want to hear this because they're sensitive about it. He's a bottom third quarterback in the league. And so can you find a replacement? Can you find somebody that's a bottom third quarterback? I mean, yeah, I, there's a stat called success rate. And not all of these are perfect. Like, I understand. Right? Like, I get the old, what, what's the old, uh, it's the old statistics professor that, that tells you in college if you, you torture the numbers long enough, they'll tell you anything you want to hear. It's like, 100% I, like, correct. I get it, right? Yeah. We, you can poke holes in a lot of things. But we're also giving you a bunch of different statistical categories that all sort of mirror each other. That's a problem. There's a stat called success rate. A play is graded successful if you gain 40% of the yards on first down, 60% on second down, and then obviously 100% on third down, Okay. Patrick Mahomes, for example, in his career year, his success rate is about 52%. Tom Brady's for his career was like 50%. Peyton Manning's was 51%. You're exceptional. If your success rate is somewhere around 50%, you're exceptional. Justin Herbert's for his career is like 49%. Josh Allen's 49%. Really good quarterbacks, slightly lower. You start getting into Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, who are around 47%. You get what I'm saying here? Yes, you I get, get exactly going. what you're saying. Yes. Justin Fields has never had a success rate in a season of 39% ever. Not 50%, not 49%, not 45%, not 40%. He's never had a success rate above 39% in any season he's played. And so I just don't know what people are seeing or where they're getting it. That like, oh no, this is, we're golden. It's, we don't have to worry about it. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first overall pick. 
trade back, I guess, in that scenario and to third. I'm looking at Bo Nix right now, highlights. You know that, right? I did not know that. Why don't you do that when we're not on the air, when you can really pay attention? I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to you. Can I ask you a question? Fabulous numbers with the athletic. Can you tonight go home and, like, I would love it if you came into my room like, Carm, I spend three hours watching Bo Nix highlights. That'd be fabulous. I got to watch all three of them. I got to watch Caleb Williams. I got to watch Harvey Penix. And I've got to watch. You got to watch four. You got to watch Caleb, Drake May, May. Yeah. Williams. I'm staying in the Pac-12 uh, right now. Oh, I'm staying out in the Pac-12. I'm going to concentrate on, on West the Pac-12. Coast, West Coast quarterbacks okay. early. So Caleb, then I go to the East Coast. Why, okay. are you, why are you concentrating on the t- the two guys that aren't in the top three? Here, here's the top. Here's the five quarterbacks I need you to. And I'm serious. The kid from between LSU. now and between now and April, Yurko, we need you to look at Caleb, Nick's. Penix, Daniels, and May. Okay? okay. Those five. Right. Because you see more than I'll see and more than a lot of us will see. Yes. And I've started the process of watching more and more Caleb Williams stuff here in the last week or so, and I will continue to do so. But you're the expert, so I need you to watch all five. Remember that. <laughs> I'll never forget it. 312-332-3776 if you want to ring us up. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, we got a bunch of Bears calls, a bunch of NFL calls. We'll breeze through those today. Carmen and York. Tomorrow we'll play McKnight at the movies and we'll talk to Todd Furman, preview the four games across divisional weekend, Yurko. I am looking forward to the two prime time. I'm looking forward to all of It's playoff football. What are we talking about? I told you how the Texans are like always banished to that first Saturday game, but I can't wait to watch C.J. Stroud. I'm loving this. C.J. Stroud versus Lamar Jackson. Yeah, let's go. You'll take it. And then the primetime games I think are terrific, right? The Packer game and the San Francisco 49er game on Saturday night. Maybe that ends up being a blow. Maybe the Niners flex. I don't know. But then the last game, we're in for a treat on Sunday, late afternoon Sunday for I, I Bills think, and Chiefs. I think no matter what, I think your San Francisco Packer game has a chance to be a dandy. You know, um, we were upstairs before. The, this is going to be the 10th all-time meeting between the Packers and the Niners in the playoffs. And it's all happened from like the early 90s to now. The first, Yurko uh, was played in the game where they yeah. won in Candlestick, like in 93? No, January 96. January 96, I'm sorry. January 96. And like all those games have happened between 96 and now. You think about all the like historic great battles that the Niners and the Packers have had. The Niners have really had the Packers' number in recent meetings. Like the, I think they've won the four last row. four. Four in a row. Yeah, they won four straight. So I'm looking forward to it, man. The way Love played, like, and it hurts a little because it's the Packers, but I like watching good football. So uh, there's well, some hopefully as we go on, the football gets better and better. I got to imagine it's going to be better this weekend. Yes. Because it wasn't great. You're right. It really wasn't. There was one terrific game. And that was the Rams and the Lions. There were some great individual performances. So I always like walk away saying, at least we saw that. Like, man, look at what we got to see CJ Stroud do in his first start. You know, Dallas didn't show up. Philadelphia didn't show up. Yeah. Those are two teams that didn't show I mean, up. Philly really didn't yeah, show up. Yeah, there. That's a bad look for Philly. Very bad. Man.
No good. All right, out to the phone. So, so anyway, I was uh, firm in tomorrow at one uh, thirty. Yeah, we'll talk to preview you. the games. We'll Eddie talk. is on the northwest side. What's up, Eddie? Hey, boys. So, Carm, uh, I'm thinking uh, Tampa straight up. Mm. Uh, I, wow. I don't trust Detroit. And then, how about this? The Bears pick up the Baker Mayfield, maybe even get Evanson, draft our new quarterback, let him Evans. sit back, learn for a year. We'll get rid of Justin, you know. I don't know if we have that much capital or money to do it, just to, you know, and then pick up some offensive linemen or whatever we need, just to have something while we're waiting to develop, you know, maybe for a year. Or if he gets injured, the rookie comes in. Instead, I don't care who it is, you know. Of like just throwing a guy to the Wolves to start, like have a backup plan or a, a starter yeah, plan. Exactly. We don't, we don't need Glennon. Sit behind him, okay. You know? All right. All right, Eddie, thanks. And if you like Tampa, bet it this weekend. You're getting. A little more than 2-1 to one on your money, Tampa, on the money line. Detroit's tough at home, man. And, yeah, the Bears should have beat them up there. I get it. But that's a tough football team at home. They've got one of the league's best records the last couple of years at home, York. Uh, the Bears estimated cap space $50 million. They got a lot. $50 million. They got a lot. Matt is in Streamwood on ESPN 1000. Hey, Matt. Hey, Carmen Yurko. Thanks for taking my phone call. Carmen Yurko, can I ask you with the Bears? I know they fired that Cliff Stein. Who was he? The vice president of contract negotiations this past weekend. Yes, they did. Guy, yeah. Time to go, Cliff Stein. They said. Was it was it Yurko? Was it more like Ryan Poles when he came in last year and he fired Soup Campbell like a month after he's the one that was part of the panel Campbell. to hire him? Or is it something that Kevin Warren? Or is it something that I know Caleb Williams doesn't have an agent? Is it something that they're just preparing for to find someone that's kind of affiliated with? whoever Caleb Williams has as his agent no. or something. or I just don't understand because the guy's been there for 22 years, and I don't think he overpaid on any of the contracts. It was mostly, uh, or is it just something that I'm just I reading think Kevin Warren. Wa- I think Kevin Warren wants his guys in there. Thanks, Matt. I think you shake yeah. the hands upstairs and you say goodbye. I mean, that's the way it works. Ron Wolf came in and he told the trainer. The trainer was smart enough to know that he was going to be gone. So he had transitioned already, slowly but surely, into a front office job. Smart. And the equipment guy had no idea, was just totally waylaid by the fact that he was fired. And uh, it was uh, Bob and Jackie Knoll, two brothers, both of them gone. And they brought in uh, Red Batty from, I believe it was, I don't know, Houston or somewhere at the time, Tennessee. We ended up getting him. But people get fired when a new guy comes in because they want their people there. Yeah, They want people that aren't beholden to the organization but are beholden to the individual. Kevin Warren's a businessman uh, who has worked in across various front right. offices and might have a different mean accountant right. in mind. Or, doesn't you know. mean it's right. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't want to put out there, that they, Cliff Stein was fired. It's okay they was fired. Yeah. doesn't mean it's correct. Yeah, doesn't mean it's fair. It doesn't have to be fair, guys, right? All it means is that he wants guys that tr- that he trusts, that trust him, that have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's what he it's wants. usually the way it goes when it's new regimes yeah. come in, right? Yeah. Uh, let's go to Michael in Nashville. Hello, Michael. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Great. Good, good. Hey, I... Um Wanted to call. I'm a big fan of the show. I don't get to uh, listen often. I'm a high school teacher and a high school football coach here in Middle Tennessee. Nice. But uh, I and uh, I usually have to pick up some of the stuff on the uh, app. But a uh, big fan. I love listening to Eric. I love the uh, post game show. Thank but, you. Uh, I Thank be, you. I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to be too long winded. I got a few things written down here. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I was taking a looking on uh, just 
going through the internet scrolling, and I looked at this firstroundmock.com article. Look it up, firstroundmock.com, and the writer's Daniel Kelly. He's appeared on ESPN Radio multiple times, and he's an ex-scout. I want you guys to look at that. I would love you guys, you guys, and I, I, I catch water on Sylvia in the afternoon a lot of times because I'm usually going home about 4 o'clock, and I at least listen to thir- about 30 to 45 minutes of it on my way home. But uh, I wanted you guys, because listen, I don't. I love how Carmen and Sylvie both say they just want the Bears to get it right. Listen, yeah. I grew up. I grew. Hey, I grew up in Middle Tennessee, and we didn't have the Titans until I was a senior in high school. And uh, you know, I just grew up. I grew up with my granddad, and we would, you know, he was a Navy guy up around the uh, Navy base, and yep. we would watch the Bears, he would watch the Bears games. But uh, you know, that's. I, I don't know if I'm pro Justin or against Justin. You know, I just want the Bears to get it right. But Eric, I wanted to tell you this, man. I played twice at Eastern in 2002, my junior year. Yeah. It was it was Romo's senior year. Yeah. Romo, it, it was. It, listen, it was the coldest game I've ever played in, and it was only in the teams. It was a week before Thanksgiving. But I, I'll always remember this game because the end zone camera, the, the scissor lift that they lift up before and, and filmed the game, so it got blown down. So we all had about one quarter of end zone film. But uh, was, you know, did Romo, did Romo was Romo good? That where did you play? Yes, yeah. What's that? What did you say, Carl? Where, where did you play? Martin, UT Martin, and Western UT Martin. Okay. okay, all right. Yep. So did yep. was Romo yep. was Romo good in person? Yes, listen, listen. The year before, we were fair, and Romo came to a Thursday night, and he torched us his senior year, my sophomore year. That's awesome. But listen, that year, listen, I talked to three NFL guys because I was, I'm, I was, I'm still six six. I hadn't shrunk. I'm six, you know, I'm forty two years old, but I'm six six, three hundred pounds, and I was a pretty good tackle at Martin, thirty six straight starts. But uh, I'll never forget that game because the wind was blowing sideways, sleet and hail, probably. 30 to 40 mile an hour, and Romo was out there dealing, throwing darts. Awesome. <laughs> I love it, that. It was, it was crazy. But, my, guys, now, thanks for taking my call. Look into the firstroundmock.com. All right. I, you know, I just want the Bears to get it right, guys. Huge fan of the show, and I uh, appreciate you guys. Michael, thanks, brother. We appreciate it. See, now, Michael, that, that's how there's Bear fans everywhere. Grandfather was in the Navy, you said, at the base here. Fell yep. in love with the Bears, so he's a Bears there fan you go. in Tennessee. How about that? And he played at Charleston, the sacred grounds of Charleston. Played, oh, played on the sacred grounds of Charleston. But I saw that Yurko poster walking into the stadium. Uh, they've got a. I'm reading an article right now. Former NFL scout Caleb Williams is a bust. Ooh, really? That's Who's so, writing that? Uh, Daniel Kelly. Daniel Kelly. So who Daniel Kelly is? I assume he's a former. Uh, he's a former NFL scout. Uh, let's see where he's set. He's underdeveloped in the finer points. So he goes, what happened? USC faced Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and dropped five of six, and Williams became unglued. Concerns, downward trajectory. NFL expectations will be crazy high. The expectations alone is going to cause them to be a bust. Mm. Uh, time to throw PFF recorded Williams a 3 4, four seconds in 2022 and a 3 2 one second in 2023. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, average hold time. Average hold time, yeah. Williams was sacked 63 times. Only seven NFL QBs are over three seconds. Bears' Justin Fields was the slowest yeah. at 3-2-3. Three, three. Yep. So you got a 3-4-4 four, four and a 3-2-1 hold time sitting forever. Uh, Fields was sacked 99 times in that same amount of time. Hmm. Okay? He's got some good comparisons. Glorified system QB criticism. Mm. When best completion percentage came throwing 44, uh, 44-62% on short passes. His three worst games... 55-9 through 57-5 were fewer short passes. He's not a big game QB. He went 2-9 against ranked teams the past two seasons. Caleb Williams. He's fumbled 32 times 
in 36 games. It's, it all sounds familiar, Yerk. Refused to shake hands with Utah and refused to talk to reporters after UCLA loss. Wants to get out of a structure as a passer and get reckless as a runner. Increased injury risk. He reverts to locking in with receivers. He's talked down about a fan calling him something. He does not unpredictable and sense of things ranging from uh, obscenities on his fingernails to jumping in the stands and crying in his mother's arms. Oh, I don't arms. really care about all that. It's obscenities on his fingernails. They, Come on. They've noted. It's being noted, Carl. That's silliness. Okay? It's got to go to maturity. No, come on. Maturity. It goes to maturity and character. Maturity. I mean, uh, maturity and character. I, you know, like if I could... Please. Well, would you say drag racing is a uh, problem for an individual? I'd say lying to the police about it is. Okay. Well, what but, does that go to? Uh, yeah, and it is. What does it, it, it go is, to? It, but, right. What does yeah, it go to? Is drag racing and writing obscenities on your fingernails are the same does thing? Does it go to character or doesn't go to character? No. It does not. Drag racing and writing an obscenity on your fingernail aren't even in the same friggin' universe. What about crying in mom's arms? <laughs> I think it's not nice to... You once went after Harry for picking on a guy for crying. I wish I could cry. You know why I wish I could cry? In my grandmother's arms. But I never met her, Carm, because she was dead. Both of them. You went after Harry once right. for cry for because he ripped a guy for crying. Ooh, so who did go? Who did I go after? You but did. Harry. I may have. I'm trying to remember who it was. He ripped um, Adam Morrison. It. He ripped Adam Morrison for oh, crying yeah. when they for, got knocked for the out. intensity. When for they the, got knocked out of the tournament. Did, did he go find his mom and cry in her well, arms? I don't know it. <laughs> All right. Now there's a difference between crying in your mom's arms and just. Shedding a tear because you lost a championship you, game. You ripped tear. You're like, you don't know what it's like to be an athlete in competing. <laughs> Ring us up. We got a lot of calls. I like this. Thanks for the phone call out of Middle Tennessee. Let me give your call a hug. Uh, uh, we'll I be, need one. Yeah, I don't know that site either. So I'll, I, never, I'll, I never met I'll, my grandparents, people. I'll check it out as well. I cry in some mother's arms. We'll be right back. In your bosom. <laughs> Chicago's home for sports. We're live in our State Street studios. To watch us on the station's YouTube page, click and subscribe. Yeah. You can get notifications on all the new videos. You can watch us every day on YouTube. You can listen on the ESPN Chicago app on AM 1000 and on FM 100.3 HD2. Uh, when we're done, it's Waddle and Sylvia. We'll cross-talk with the boys at 2. And then 6 to 8 tonight, Abdallah will be once again joined. Once again, I should say, joined by Tyler Aki. Mitchell and Desplaines was back last night, I heard, Adam. Oh, sweet Lord. He, he, he made a big rebound? I think they went out for like a bathroom break and just let Mitchell go nuts for five minutes. He read yeah, my absolutely. horoscope. It was uh, enlightening. It was unbelievable. Is Mitchell going to be back tonight? Uh, I think we're on a one-week, one-time-a-week one limit a week. with Mitchell. Uh, maybe a good thing, man. Yeah. Uh, let's go down south to Olymp- beautiful Olympia Fields. Adonis is on ESPN 1000. Hello, Adonis. Hey, guys. How you doing this afternoon? Good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So, two questions for you guys. Um, the first question is, because I, I, I listen to a lot of these former players, current players, podcasts. This is the most tape I've ever watched of all 22s in my life this season. Oh, it's all Justin Fields and the Bears. Um, but my question is, what are these former and current players seeing that we're not seeing for them to, to champion Justin Fields? That's my first question. 
And then my second question is this, because when I think of a prospect, I think of an unknown. We are not certain about what we're getting. And, you know, if we're going to put this limitless potential on a prospect, then why do we cap our current QB uh, about what potential he has? I, I understand the business of it and all those things, but I, I, those are my two questions. Okay. All right, Adonis, thanks. Uh, so the potential of the kid coming out of college – you get to see what he is in college. You get to kind of forecast and, 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 and guess where he's going to be, you know, once you start getting him in your program and you start developing him in your system. When you've already been here three years, the amount of growth that can happen in, in areas that you're weak, if they haven't happened, odds are they're not going to happen. And the percentage increase in that growth is not as great as it once was. Like, if you've played 40 games in the NFL, that's a pretty big data sample, right? It's a big data sample. And then the amount that you can continue to grow gets kind of limited. You know what I'm saying? Because if you were going to grow by leaps and bounds early on, those leaps and bounds would be happening. Mm -hmm. They would have happened. Now your growth is incremental growth, if not backsliding a little bit. Yeah. And Justin's played 40 games in the NFL. We got plenty of time for more of your phone calls during the one o'clock hour, so don't go anywhere. Sit tight. Three one two three three two ESPN. Got a few other things I want to throw at you. Looking back from this past weekend, how we can relate it to what the Bears have to try to accomplish in the draft. How close are they? You know, when you hear that they've got the fifth best rookie class, according to Seth Walder and the advanced analytics team at ESPN.com, you're like, that's great. But then the Packers had the third best and the Lions had the fourth best. And those two teams are still alive going into the divisional weekend in your own division. So we got a lot to break down and talk about. 312-332-3776. For Carmen and York, we're back in two minutes.